the insult to you. You both agree. Yeah, that's true. Because well, we both yeah. feel the same way. We don't care if Phil or Jeff is upset at me. I care about how our guest feels. No, that's true. <laughs> that's true. All right. Uh, well, then, welcome to the Dirt Trek Podcast. Uh, thank you for joining us, everybody. Uh, today, we're talking about, is there in truth no beauty? I don't know why I struggle to say that every time. Like the My brain doesn't process that. Um, TOS Season 3, Episode 5. Um, original air date, October 18th, 1968. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jeff. I'm here with David. I'll say hey, first. Hey. I think I moved up in the rankings a little bit. Damn Slightly. Hi guys. Uh, and Phil is here as well. Hey everybody. Uh, and we have our special guest joining us again. Somehow we convinced her to stay for another one. Uh, thank you, Heather, for sticking with us. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me back. And I have the same problem. And with the title, like I don't know what it is. I think I want to go. Like, is there? beauty like i want to mix up the truth and the beauty somehow uh yeah or is there no truth in beauty i think is what i want to say it's very awkwardly worded yeah. it is is there it's... no is there no beauty in truth is the way your brain wants to say it but the yoda speak is is there in no beauty <laughs> yeah uh, well yeah. It's, it's a quote from something i don't i i didn't bother to look it up i'm sure obviously. it's yoda <laughs> don't look it up i'm sure it's yoda it's yoda <laughs> <laughs> nice nice crossover what ten, oh, years yep. be- 10 years before star wars came out yeah. yep <laughs> pretty much oh. they were playing the long game on it it's okay yeah they were yep. um no so yeah no uh heather thank you for joining us again um uh we appreciate it um let's do well we can pull your stuff um at the end do you uh, sorry i'm just mumbling to myself i've, I've lost it <laughs> it's been a long week and it's monday I, Behind the show notes, everybody, you get to see how the podcast is made. We're breaking down the fourth wall. Listen to Jeff so, talk about it. <laughs> I think all that we all that we're supposed to say is go listen to the last episode, <laughs> which was no, we, we, about we the, the ghost angel. Episode. I'd be yeah, like, I, it's I, the I, that's I, the ghost angel because I don't have to tell my story again. Go listen to my story there, and then there now okay. we're gonna. We're going to talk about a beautiful woman because that's what this episode is about. Just beauty and how important it is to be beautiful. Always. <laughs> that's, that's why I'm beautiful. Um, no. So do you, okay. So I know you've seen everything. Um, what's your take on this one? Do you remember this one? Any opening thoughts on this one? So I, yes, because Diana Moldar, mm-hmm. who amazing um i don't know who's are, is anybody team pulaski here ah sorry. damn it you took my line sorry. oh no i'm so sorry <laughs> no it's all good because <laughs> this is actually the second, his is actually her second appearance so right yep. right so but yeah but she's she's also pulaski in oh. uh tng and then what was the other appearance was oh it was season two. It's season one where two. they get taken over by some entities. I, I forget the title of it. Someone go look it up. But to answer your question about Team Pulaski, no. Who? Yeah, I, I was not the biggest fan of hers. Who is Pulaski? So when when uh, Beverly Crusher left uh, TNG, she was written off on, on after season one. So season two, they needed a new ship's doctor. They brought in Dr. 
uh, uh, Aplasky. She and she was only on for season two, and she was played by uh, Dana Muldoor, who was on, who was in these two episodes. Oh. Yeah, I I wasn't the biggest fan of her, but also I haven't watched the, that season since I was probably like a teenager, so I, it could be very different now. It won't be, don't worry. <laughs> Damn. I have very strong feelings. <laughs> so harsh, so harsh. I think, I, yeah. yeah, like if I had to go back, and again, I feel like in order to give a fair answer, I have to go rewatch it because my Star Trek opinions change all the time. And I think yeah. that there's a lot of good stuff to find with Pulaski, but I just have always liked Dr. Crusher and especially her uh, chemistry with Picard, even though it never really happened. And I don't know. Yeah. I just, I just liked, I liked her and it was hard. It, I think when you're set up to come in, after somebody and then that person comes back it just kind of puts you in some murky waters to begin with um that's true yeah and well because it, it's hard you know like when they brought in jerry ryan as seven you know it's hard to come into a show midstream or even you know second season or whatever so i'm sure it was awkward for her too to come into that and i yeah, yeah i was like a crusher too i have a i like redheads so i always had to think of crusher. <laughs> i can't help it so, well uh, yeah but it, like before, like when I watched TOS in the beginning, I I didn't know um, that Diana Muldaur was that actress. Um, so I went yep. through this and the other episode, not really re- realizing it. It wasn't until later on that I went back and I'm just like, wow, okay. Not only like she's she's a great actress who plays these really dynamic and interesting characters, and she was also dropped at gorgeous. Um, oh yeah. I just, uh, I just love so much about her. Um, so I, I look forward to this episode because I always remember that she's in it. Um, but I find it like this time it was just a bit confounding. There's a, a lot of weird misogyny in it, but this episode was written by a woman. So it's like, is this, um, is this her intention of kind of playing off of this and trying to get a message across um what exactly is it and i wish i could talk to her and and maybe maybe i could because apparently she's still around um jean lisette arioste i think is how you say her name um other writer yeah hopefully that was correct i'm sorry i'm giving like trivia tidbits when i shouldn't be but she was she was a fan do whatever basically yeah she was a fan who wrote a couple scripts and and sold this one and then all our yesterdays um so I, i was just really interested and it's mainly because there was this ongoing thing with um dr jones being jealous jealous and i'm like what is it with her yeah being jealous like why are they pointing out her jealousy so much and i guess it's supposed to be a jealousy of spock's abilities because she has studied vulcan mind discipline um but she can she's not a vulcan so it's like she's jealous of of him uh which i just thought was weird so i don't know what do you guys think about this one dave or phil you guys go for it yeah, the jealousy thing was seemed a little heavy-handed. Um, the other thing that really... Bo- I liked a lot of the things about this episode. I liked the creativity in her dress being the sensor thing and when they did the reveal of her being blind. Except <gasps> for the fact... What? What? Spoiler alert. <laughs> Sorry. Um, 
<laughs> Except for one thing I realized was, okay, so if you were that way, if you were blind and you were using a sensor array or something, when she's talking to people, she does what we all tend to do. And she looks at one eye and then the other, and then one eye and then the other. And I realized that's why I didn't clue into the fact that she's supposed to be blind because she's not acting like she should be if she's actually blind. They just yeah. ended up handing, pa passing a hand in front of her face and then she like ignored it. But I, I kind of liked the concept there of like a someone who's a telepath but blind and then i do actually like the idea of the medusas although i'm sure in yeah. natural trek order they never mention these things again even though they're very interesting and cool and i don't think they ever do never that's because nope. that's what they do they take a good idea and they just go well this is neat and throw it out the window and <laughs> never touch it again and i'm realizing that the more it, it's what's really impacting me about watching tos is i'm like man like doing a show like picard or doing anything nowadays it's such a treasure trove to go through and dig out these little old things. I think I would have a field day writing episodes of Star Trek, just using this old stuff. They never like they introduced in TOS and never brought back again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. callbacks. A Absolutely. lot of this stuff. Yeah. That's called, that's called writing fan fiction. And I highly encourage you to do it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> uh, it like yeah. she, I really admired her because, like, she came in and she had, like, she just filled up the room. Everybody was fascinated her, but there was, again, so much emphasis on, like, her being so beautiful and, you know, what is good must also be beautiful, vice versa. Um, right. She does a pretty good job of kind of having agency when that stuff comes up, but it's just a, a confusing, strange way. Um, and so, like... It's just weird. It's like because she's she's a doctor and she's she's a disabled doctor at that. Like she's a, she's a woman that can do anything right now. Um, and I'm really glad that at the end of the day, she kind of gets what she wanted and is one with um, the Medusa. What's it? Colos? Ka uh, yeah, Kalos or Kalos. Yeah, something. Kalos, Kalos. I don't know. All different. Kalos. Yeah. Kalos. Do your your Shatner <laughs> so like i'm glad that it worked out for her at the end um but they're definitely you know is just this under this i can't tell if it's the the woman writer kind of pointing out this type of misogyny that happens for women in their in their work um it seems like it, it could go that way but i don't know that i get that strong message or not um, aside from her just being really smart and amazing that she made a dress like that. Um, yeah. It was cool. I, it I was, um, yeah. And that's, that's kind of what I struggled with in, in, in this episode is that there was a lot of really good like tidbits and they kind of like, they tiptoed around some things and like, Oh yeah, she's blind, but she has these senses and you know, she's a human who studied on Vulcan, which is great because, um, and I don't, which I, I thought was kind of great because like once you get to discovery and you're like, Oh, Michael Burnham, she's a human who learned to be Vulcan. And it's like that, that seems so different at yeah. the time. But then you watch this and you go, Oh no, they did this before. Like it does make sense. It does. It is mm -hmm. possible. Um, yeah. And there's some weirdness in there. Like the, the thing that bothered me the most was the inconsistency with the goggles and like when you can wear them and when you can't wear them, because half the time they're not wearing them and they're staring at, at the damn thing. Yeah, the visors <laughs> I didn't understand either because they were like any human and then they give Spock a visor and I was like, they didn't indicate that him being half human with a visor would be able to look at it a little bit. 
And then he literally asked to look at it, and they're like, sure, this is fine. I'm like, we don't know if this is going to drive him nuts. Why would they let him exchange pleasantries with the... Like, yeah, wouldn't you but... still be careful? Like, the visor would be there as a safety measure, not a... Uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, uh, well, Phil, what was your, your prelim take on this one? Um... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, it was okay. Um, I it kind of drug out. It seemed yeah, for me mm-hmm. um, like this could have easily been like a 30 minute episode the way it was written. And so I, I was like, whatever. Um, there were some good things in there. There was a nice cash grab by Roddenberry putting in the edic um, mm-hmm. in there. But um, we can talk about that when it comes closer uh, through the plot summary. Um yeah, we we hit the galactic barrier again, which we've <laughs> already right. done. Yeah, like, have we? like, like uh, two or three times. Yeah, they just crisscross that barrier like crazy. They only <laughs> yeah, and they only hit warp nine point five, and all of a sudden they couldn't navigate. And I was like, what? Cannon? Oh, so, cannon? I know. No, I don't know. There's no there's no cannon. There's no such thing in TOS. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean. It was whatever. It was definitely not the worst episode we've seen. Probably not the best, though. So, eh, whatever. Okay. It didn't kill me to sit through it. Hey! Well, that's, uh, yeah, hey, still here. That might be the nicest thing he's ever said about T.O.S. <laughs> hey, it didn't kill him. <laughs> What's your favorite episode, Phil? Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, so this episode is basically... Um, the Enterprise goes to uh, the Medusan homeworld. There's a species called the Medusans, which I don't know how they got that name because obviously wouldn't – isn't the term Medusan specific to Greek culture on Earth? I don't know how they get this name. I don't know. Um, the Ambassador Kolos. Um, and the thing with them is that they're so um, – well, they, they have mental abilities and they're so like pure and – pleasant and all with their mental abilities but they're so ugly yes how ugly are they jeff (laughs) we learned (laughs) you asked how they would get those names we learned in adonis that the greek gods planted themselves other places and went to other worlds so it makes sense that they would name them the medusas if they were on that planet so i have a feeling adonis was spread again (laughs) (laughs) maybe and probably made these but in yeah, Man, Greek history, you turn, to, you turn to stone if you look at a Medusa. You didn't go nuts. But yeah, yeah. they have snake hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. True. Snakes for hair. Mm-hmm. Um, snakes yeah, in so my they, hair. There's these <laughs> damn snakes on these damn plane. <laughs> um, yeah, so so you you can't look at them. It'll drive you insane. But like they they're they're psychic and they can give you like pleasant images. Um, so the, uh, the ambassador is accompanied by Dr. Miranda Jones, um, played by Diana Mulder um, in a wig because they had to make her look different. Um, she's a human who is trained on Vulcan and she can see them. And then there's also this other guy. Uh, what was his name? Larry Marvick. I didn't like him. Um, he's like part of the entourage. And that's basically yeah. what it is, is that they no one can see them. They have to be quarantine and Spock because he's Vulcan can see them, uh, but he has to wear a visor. Um, yeah. And they're basically transporting them there and then crazy stuff happens and we can talk about, talk about the crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Crazy yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. So it's weird. Cause it, it starts out with when they transport up everyone, you know, Shatner leaves 
and then Spock puts the visor on and they beam him up and this thing's in a container, but then he takes the visor off to look at the container, but then he puts it back on to transport the container. And I'm like, I was really confused. It bothered me. I didn't didn't know if they were worried about the container blowing up or something or him accidentally, that thing cracking open and he gets a look at it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. The it was... whole thing is very weird. I didn't pay it... enough attention to what he was doing, <laughs> to be honest. You fit in here I really just good. think the visor is really ridiculous and fun, and I think I've seen it cosplayed before. Oh, I would totally because... cosplay that. Oh, it would be super easy. Be just a little bit easy. of like red film tape and a <laughs> bit of aluminum foil, you could probably make that. Like... <laughs> It's sexy. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was cool. Like they they go to dinner, right? And they're all in their dress uniform, which is yeah. I liked seeing Scotty and his kilt right? and everything. Like that oh, was that really was cool. Nice. You don't, and that was something that like we got to see with sometimes in TOS or mostly with Scotty, um, where they were expressing their culture in some way, and it's kind of set. Like we see less of that, I think, in some of the newer Trek where they're definitely characters with a history that that we don't really get to see like their cultural expression um so i'm glad that we got to see that with scotty but that's where the idiot comes up um and it was weird yeah no uh i go uh can you explain the idiot because that's that's a huge thing in star trek culture and it's i think it's the first time we even see that symbol right it is and Uh, so that it's it's something. Well, did you want to talk about it? Since that, you were going to talk some. Whoever wants to talk about it, go no, for it. Go for it. I don't know what it <laughs> okay. is, so I can't talk about it. <laughs> so it's when they're sitting at the dinner. Miranda Jones looks over at Spock, and they kind of um, zoom in on it. And it's. I guess let me get, let me pull up the picture because it's kind of like there's a circle. And then, okay, somebody else want to describe what an idic looks like because I'm terrible. Like, depending on how you I'll have it situated, it. there's like a triangle with a little circle on top. And then behind the triangle, there's another circle, but it's almost kind of like wings that come up and connect, if that makes any sense. Is that terrible? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's just really weird. Yeah. Huh? It's a weird symbol. <laughs> Google. It's- yeah. Google. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Google it up. was so essentially Gene Ronberry wanted to put this in there so that people would buy it, basically. It was it it's was a marketing. supposed to be yeah, it was inserted specifically by Ronberry's request so that he could sell it with um through Lincoln Enterprises, which was essentially a Star Trek store of the times. Um and apparently Nimoy and even Shatner were really upset about it. Um, and Roddenberry had to negotiate this <laughs> with them. Yeah. Um, but like the, I think they wanted to use the symbol in a much bigger way and wound up not doing that and just having it as this, um, necklace, but it basically stems from infinite diversity and infinite combinations. It's like the symbol of that Vulcan phrase. And it's something that. I talk a lot about because it has become a tenant of Star Trek that is often misunderstood um, as, yeah. as somehow meaning. So it's infinite diversity and infinite combinations. And the quote that's in here that please tell me I wrote it down 
or at least I, I'll go back to the tweet because I tweeted it <laughs> earlier today. Um, hold on. Because, like, for me, this is really the gem that comes out of this episode. Um, yeah. Dr. Miranda Jones says, The glory of creation is in its infinite diversity. And Spock answers, And the ways our differences combine to create meaning and beauty. So nowhere in... <laughs> And speaking about having our differences combined to create meaning and beauty, does it say that we should tolerate intolerance and things like hate? And that's where it gets taken out of context to mean, oh, well, infinite means all and everything. And no, it's not talking about that at all. It's saying that our differences unite us, not that hateful yeah. things drive us apart. And it's not saying that we should in any way come to tolerate, accept, um, or believe in that hate. So it's, I think it's funny because the, the ick is such a good representation of what Star Trek is. On one hand, and there is a beautiful moral philosophy, philosophy about life. On the other hand, Star Trek was created to make money. So <laughs> the ick is just this perfect example of Star Trek as a commodity and Star Trek as this, you know, show that very much turned into at least for fans like me and I assume like you guys like a philosophy of life or or of I don't know there's something special about it right yeah yeah no yeah, I it's, agree it's the hope the hope of humanity yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah no and I think that's and like and as cheesy as it may sound you know and, and people can say this for almost any show or fandom whatever i what i've always liked about star trek is that that hope that where you could get better there's something to strive for and and maybe that's us putting something on something that's just a tv show but i you know but there there is that meaning in there and and i've always loved that so yeah mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yep um yeah so yeah uh what else is going on so we were talking about the dinner so that's that's yeah. where our it came up and then yeah. after that oh well that dinner was where we had way too much conversation about well <laughs> so it, it started off as like what is good must also be beautiful and then what is beautiful must also be good and is that true or not and then you have kirk being like yes i think most of us are attracted by beauty and repelled by ugliness <laughs> one of the last of our prejudices and then he's like and not to sound prejudiced, but to a beautiful, and it's just like, oh my God, ugh, like vomiting in my mouth a little bit. Um, and it, again, like, this is just where I'm like, what is this? Especially from a woman, like, is this just highlighting the type of <laughs> situations we find yeah. ourselves in? Yeah, we, uh, we, we kind of joke on the show about Kirk having to have a love interest, like every third episode by contract. And that's what this just reminds me of. They're trying to jam something in here. Yeah, I wonder like if this if the script was just taken and rewritten or treated a certain way um, and so that some of what she wrote may have changed. I'm not sure. And I didn't find any information about what happened there uh, yeah. because it's just so confusing. And like, you know, at at the time, more things were acceptable, um, less things were unacceptable. So. Or, well, let me say, I don't know that that came out right. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> no, no, I get you. Sides, but yeah. Yeah. No. Like, but it's, really, just, it, it's hard, hard to tell what's going on there. But yeah. it just confirmed something we already knew about Kirk was that he uses his penis as a divining rod. 
So, like, you go to whatever. He just, he put it in the woods first. We were like, okay, yeah, you know. Here we go. And yeah. I feel bad because, like, honestly, I don't think that Captain Kirk really is a sleazeball or really was ever a, a you know, unless you listen to, like, read the motion picture thing that, ch- anyway, um, I don't think that he's as much of a sleazeball as people make him out to be. I think that there's very much that uh, need for the writers to be like, we've got to put this in there, got to put this in there. And I don't know if it was always a captain's got to get the girl or let's show the girl getting the captain for the women watching. Like, I don't know what weird psychology was going on, uh, but it always interests me. I don't know. Yeah, I have being the first time I've watched through all this. I've never gotten the idea that he is a sleazeball. He just he's easily distracted is kind of more what it is. Like he has that one. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Because yeah, I, I, like never, I, I never yeah. really see him being, um, what do you call it? I just lost the word. He's not being disrespectful towards women usually, but Horn he dog. is like, if there is a pretty woman <laughs> in the room, he's like, beep, 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 mm-hmm. I'm going to go try and like yeah. talk to her and show interest in her and you know exactly why. Like, it's because she's attractive, which isn't necessarily like a horrible thing, but yeah, he's not being a sleazeball. He just, that's who he is. Like, I think he's just. Yeah. I do. I do appreciate that Dr. Jones was like, no, no, I'm in love with Kolos. Like, that's that's my man or my dude, whatever they were. Um, yeah. And that's what I want. And she was just like, no, like, I'm like, no, sleazeball. But he wasn't. Man- OK, <laughs> in this episode, he was being creepy. Right. So he can be a sleazeball in this one. But it was yeah. just kind of like, oh, no, you know, you say you're lame, dude. I don't need you. And I did respect that, you know, she she would have none of it. But it's. I'm sad she had to deal with that. <laughs> like, yeah, true. Yeah. Well, yeah. and then even more so from the other guy, Larry. Um, yeah, he full yeah. on like, you know, kisses her and he confesses his love for her, and then he, you know, he because he gets rejected, then he you know flips out and tries to kill the the ambassador, and that's what leads to all the other issues. So, because he he can't handle rejection apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah, so then yeah, he gets rejected. He see he looks at the ambassador. He tries to kill him, kill it, him, him. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. Is there a gender? Yeah, I don't even know. They they seem to they use they use uh, male pronouns. We'll go with that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so he tries to kill him and then he looks at it at at him and then goes insane and that's when he takes over the ship and like goes through the great barrier and um, oh, and and as as a precaution for anybody watching this, if you have epilepsy or you're prone to like light displays, <laughs> oh, be careful. Skip this episode because um, yeah. it's a lot of looking at them when they're like being psychic is is like a lot of flashy lights. So it is. Yeah. Plus, it was the 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 way that they did Spock's view when he's fighting like the whole crew. I just I, you can do the first person perspective, but I felt like it was very. I don't even know how to describe it. Corny. It didn't work well. It's a little kind of like didn't, a fish eye. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's like a fish eye lens on it. Yeah. Well, I was like, it, it's yeah, it's a fine tool for people to use for filming, but in this case, it just didn't work. Like, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they they get sucked into there, and obviously they can't get back. So Spock, the only solution is that Spock should do a mind meld with the with the ambassador, the, the Medusan. And then that way it, um, 
the ambassador can like use Spock's body to guide himself back and then they'll separate or something. That's, that's basically what the, the solution is. And then Dr. Jones gets jealous because she wants to have that connection, but can't because she's not Vulcan. She's blind. Like she won't be able to lead the ship anywhere. Right. It is. It is funny. I was like, at this point, they've overused the mind meld so much. I would not be surprised if he tried to mind meld with the warp core in the next episode, and like become one with the ship. Like they're just like, okay, he can mind meld with anyone and anything in any way. I'm like, okay, pretty much can. That's that's kind of what they've hinted at. So I'm like, I would not be surprised. Yeah. I am the Enterprise now. <laughs> yeah. yeah so they figure out she's blind and yeah which is and her outfit's really cool like if you ever if someone ever cosplayed that outfit and like it would be cool to do that because yeah. it's it's really neat. um yeah so spock does the mind meld while wearing the visor he gets them to safety um the, the medusin enjoys being able to like touch things because it because he has a body yeah he's like hey um, this body thing is okay it's not bad <laughs> another theme that they repeat a lot in star trek yeah. Creatures that are like mm-hmm. disembodied gain a body and they're like, ooh, ooh I'm gonna hang on to this for a little while. <laughs> I like okay, this. <laughs> yeah. At least this yeah. one was nice about it. He's like, okay, you gotta switch okay. back, and he's like, so soon, can I? Like, can I? <laughs> and even I was like, let him have a field trip, man. Yeah, let him give just, him an just hour. His, just like, his reaction at the end, though, and he's like, now, okay, fine. Yeah, he's just like, fine, dad. Like the kid being told to come back inside when they're playing. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. I want to stay out and play. No, I oh, oh no. Okay. But it is nice that look, it is nice that he was friendly, right? That's another thing that we see throughout Trek is that we're afraid of something because oh, if you look at it, you're gonna go crazy. And it turns out he's just a cool dude. He's a nerd like us. Like <laughs> he is. I, I do have to say I'm very happy that this one, the weird creature, the weird alien was not all powerful. It just yeah. like it was a thing about it. It itself had kind of a defect, which is something that they haven't done much. Usually they're like, they're all powerful and they can do whatever they want. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Like this one was <laughs> just like, hey, you have to be careful around it because it's not its fault. But if you look at it, it could drive you nuts. Okay. Yeah. Well, and that's what I've always liked or I've I've enjoyed about other series and even Star Wars is that they have non-humanoid species. I like they actually introduce a non-humanoid species like, oh, it's something so different and yeah. i i like i wish trek would do that more sometimes mm-hmm. yeah um yeah so so spock gets them back everything's fine and then he goes back to look at the creature but he forgets his visor so then now he goes insane um and he mm-hmm. fights yeah he fights everyone off um what do they do that then he's in a coma there's a procedure that she can do which we don't really see but then she just comes back out and says okay everything's fine now well yeah they're like standing outside and he's like she he's a rival she may not try and they're like what about the other guy and they're like well that was love so it was a different kind of rivalry and i was like okay you're waiting until like it's been too long to go in there and check on her like Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's a good idea to have a talk with her beforehand yeah you guys want to get this worked out yeah yeah then they go in and he's like you really need to try and she's like oh okay and then he leaves and then she really tries and comes back but yeah (laughs) yeah well, and there was this that whole like the ugliness is within you thing again um, from Kirk, like confronting her with this jealousy, which is just weird to me. I just I don't I don't get it. And I like again, I was tired think it was... of ugly being in all the episodes, honestly. Yeah. Could it be possible that they were using jealousy because that's an emotion people can relate to? They were trying to make her a little more relatable because she is very like 
other than that, she's very tough to relate to. She's incredibly smart. She was on other planets. She's telepathic. She's blind, which most people aren't going to associate with. So I was like, maybe mm-hmm. they gave her jealousy to make her a relatable character. I think mm-hmm. so. The problem for me is that it just it feeds into this trope of like the jealous girlfriend or jealous one. Like there's just something yeah. mm-hmm. that. Star Trek is and nothing I, without its tropes, man. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's just like, it's just, I don't know. It's just, uh, there's a lot of this again, it's just really weird to me. And like, I think that she had more potential as a character than she may have gotten. Like, I think if she were re- rewritten for now, for 2020, um, there would be a lot less of this. Oh, it would have been way Yeah. Um, yeah. And everything else. Yeah. So it's just it's just odd. Like I think she's kick ass. I just think without some of these other things, it would have been even even better. Yeah. No, and I think and I think that ties back to what you guys were talking about with is Kirk kind of creepy in this one? Is like I think it's just again the '60s being '60s. Like they just this is about as far as they wrote the depth of her and then him and they're like, Oh, he's jealous. And you know, Kirk is dreamy. Everyone should want to be him. And you know, he's, he's, he's going to bag somebody in you know, this episode and it's, you know, for better or worse, I think that's just kind of the mentality they had, you know, they just didn't really work past that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yes. Even back then, like, again, like this, and I say misogyny a lot and I know that's a trigger word for some people because, Oh my gosh, politics, Human rights, whatever. Um, just because that 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 was normalized for them, like things that are problematic now, yeah. were a normal part of culture and thinking then. And yeah. it's important to not discredit that and and blow it off or uh, villainize people because yeah, those decisions were made then. But it, that's why it's important to talk about why it's problematic now. But without dismissing the reality of the past. Yep. It is yeah. it is kind of an interesting to see an episode where they kind of, yeah, crept right up to the line. Because there is always that excuse given out of like, oh, it was the 60s, it was of the times. And a lot of the mm-hmm. times it's like, yeah, but people still like should have known better. This is one of those times you're like, okay, mm-hmm. this kind of creeps right up to the line. Like it was within and you can kind of allow it in because of the time frame so it's kind of neat to see one that kind of does that instead of them being like way over the line and a hundred yards down and be like no yeah. no no they know this is well, like worse. this <laughs> this this episode is nowhere near as bad as um the la- the turnabout intruder the last one which mm. tried to do something and really didn't do a good job of what it was trying to do i feel like this does a better job um or what was the other one enemy within that was the one we did where it was. That one was a lot. That's the yeah. one where yeah. Kirk gets split and then he attacks Yeoman Rand, which yeah, has like um, a yeah. lot of issues with it. Yeah. yeah. But that's what I mean, uh, where you're like, oh, that one's way over the line. This one's like, hey, it got right up and kind of danced on the line, but you can understand that the line was in a different place yeah. at that time. Yeah. In a way. I think that's a fair, fair assessment. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, you know, and that's. With any show, you know, you, you take a show now, I'm sure, you know, give it 70 years and they'll be like, well, eh, 2020 was a weird year. <laughs> so, well, I mean, yeah, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Yeah. Um, I almost wonder, like, we're, sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was, oh, I was looking in my notes and looking at a, a note that I wrote that was 
when Larry Marvick said to her, the great psychologist, why don't you try being a woman for a change? Did he say that? I did not catch that. Yeah, yeah, I remember remember groaning audibly at that one. And this is when he got really angry at her for not, like, not returning, you know, his attraction and his feelings. And it's like, okay, okay, like, I mean, I've I've been in that situation with men. So I'm like, was this the writer kind of... I think I keep looking for stuff too hard. Like I've I've said before, you don't always find what you think is there or what you want to find. Well, no, like I think I could point. sit here. I don't yeah. I don't remember him saying that, and that that just made me groan now when you said it. Like oh, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like oh man, like was she just putting that in there to be like, yep, this is how men speak to women sometimes. This is it. Um, well, and they still it, do. Oh yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I may I might take more time to sit with this one and think about it more. Uh, see if I can unravel the mess of it in my head because I just I want her to yeah. be like Jayla level, like just super awesome. I don't know. I just wish she gotten more. Yeah, this is gonna be those ones when you're going to bed, your brain kicks on, and you just start mulling over, over, and over while you're trying to go to sleep. Yeah, I'm, gonna, so, <laughs> I'm putting my notes away because I'm just lonely, <laughs> looking no for a shred of hope. <laughs> it's in there somewhere, maybe, hopefully. Yeah. Um, yeah. So a couple, there was a couple little tidbits. I, so um, as weird as kind of creepy as this uh, Larry Marvick is, Scotty makes the point says, oh, it's nice to actually meet someone who helped to design the Enterprise. Oh, right. I mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So, and yeah, Scotty kind of has like a, he's, he's kind of fangirling over him a little bit because um, <laughs> he helped to design. And, but it's just kind of a throwaway line. Like Scotty, like he kind of says it in, in the background. Um, as they're yeah, like walking away, so you get a little bit of that. Um, I don't think anyone dies in this episode. Did did Larry die? I don't remember. Uh, did, uh I don't remember. What did happen to Larry? I don't remember. Larry. Larry. Maybe he went to the brig. <laughs> he Larry, goes insane. Larry, went for, right there, Larry. Yeah, he went crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, he went crazy. Mm. But I don't remember. Uh, I don't know. Anyways, um. Yeah, so they get back and then she leaves with the ambassador and then uh, that's the end of the episode. That's it. And they're never heard from again. And they're never heard from again. Yep. (laughs) Into the abyss. Uh, Um, So final thoughts. Uh, Let's go with Heather. What's your your final thought on this one? Frowny, confused face. Um, no, yeah. I I do think maybe I'll take some more time or revisit it again sometime soon and see if I can find some better messages. But um, I don't think it's a bad episode by any means. It's just um, confusing for me, confounding, I guess. Okay. Uh, so I do love her dress. I mean. Yeah. It is a that dress is pretty cool. I think my friend Sue just did a cosplay of that on the cruise, Ooh, uh, Star nice. Trek cruise. But yeah. I'm trying to come up with some kind of catchy way to rate it, and I don't know. So I'm going to think about that, and uh, somebody else can go. You, <laughs> go. you can't use the fist pump scale on this one. So I know. No. You, hey, <laughs> you can if you want. That, that can be a thing now. <laughs> that can be a thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm kind of in that same boat. It's got some 
weird plot holes in there. It's got some interesting things going on. The whole visor thing is just really weird. But yeah, I like not having having a non-corporeal species introduced. It's like it almost reminded me of the uh, the briefcase from Pulp Fiction. Like they crack it open just a little bit, and like the gold What's light the shines out, except it's not like the, <laughs> the green light shines out. Yeah. yeah, but you don't ever get to see what's inside of it. So yeah, yeah, I it was it was a fine episode. Doctor Pulaski was okay in it. Um, <laughs> the dress was pretty cool with the sensor net and everything built in. So that was cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I I think I give this a solid seven on the Devo meter, mostly for that because especially there's all the stuff we keep talking about how they had a horrible time slot and a much lower budget. I'm like, in lieu of a lower budget, you can't do the special effects and the cool sets. You have to introduce better concepts and character development and stuff and i'm like so to have a blind telepath human that studied on vulcan and has this like kind of technology daredevil type of thing where she can like sense everything around her was really cool and i really liked that concept to it it does have its problems so i can't go higher than a seven on it but i think that's where i'm gonna land on this one okay do you have an alternate title i think i like tech-based daredevil woman Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Or the, um, Medusa's, the Medusa's never to be heard of again. <laughs> True. I think, so I'm stuck, so, like, it's hard to rate this one, because I would probably put it somewhere in the middle at, like, three sparkly sensor dresses out of five. <laughs> but I, like I feel like... That's a good one. Like, I definitely... I want... I feel compelled to add an idic but I don't know what the value of the idic would be. Cause do I think it's a four out of five? Eh, probably not, but it just deserves something special for the introduction of yeah. an iconic piece of Star Trek, Star Trek philosophy, Star Trek merchandising. Um, like the value of the idic like is like anything, of anything there is value. <laughs> like a point one. It's like a 3.1 out of five. <laughs> something yeah something yeah. like that i think so because that's that's what i take away the doctor dr jones and her dress and i'm glad she was happy at the end and also itix that's where i'm at also itix right. i like yep. that fair enough <laughs> yeah the i like she said dr jones just in my head dr jones dr jones dr. jones yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like indiana jones yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah there was i yeah, there are some plot holes. Um, I mean, I'm not a TV writer, so I mean, you know, who knows what I know. Um, I I like, uh-huh. yeah, you get some introduction of stuff. You get you get the edic. You get some interesting plot with about with with her with Doctor Jones as a character. Um, there's the other kind of tidbits you get, like right at the well, and this this could be in the the updated HD version, but right at the end, the ship she transports to is like a different. It's, it, um, mm-hmm. It's a medical ship, so it's got like that giant, you know, ball in the front. Yeah, there was. So getting, I can't remember what episode it was, but there was one where we made fun of it. It looked like a three-year-old's drawing of the Enterprise, like just big ball on the front uh, and these yeah. little things on the side. Well, you got to remember, it's not a Federation ship; it's a Medusan ship, so they're going to be different. Yeah, yeah so I, I I like that we kind of get those tidbits of, of of different things. I like that it's a non-corporeal being; it's something different. Um, so I like that. Yeah. Again, the, the, the thing that bothered me and this is weird for me is the whole visor thing. Cause like yeah. at <laughs> the very last scene they're in the other transporter room. Kirk is there. 
the alien is in its box. They're all looking at it. And then only when they're transporting, Spock puts the visor on, transports them, and then takes it off. And Kirk's there the entire time watching this. So I'm yeah. like, There's, it makes no sense. It makes yeah. zero sense. You would um, think with an instance like this, consistency would matter a little bit more, even though it's Trek. Like, you, you have one standard rule, follow it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, but it's just weird because... Yeah, so that 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 bothered me, but that's it. But yeah, I, I think it was a good episode. They 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 tried to add some more depth to it. So, but yeah, it was fun. Anyways, um, yeah, I think we probably beat this one to death. Um, <laughs> What's new? I know. Um, so let's do this then. Um, since we're wrapping up, um, Heather, where can people one more shtick for all your all your stuff? Where where can people find you online? All the thing, the many Twitter handles. This is out of control. I need to. What it will soon be in one. Well, there's still going to be multiple Twitter handles. What am I saying? Um. So okay, you can find me at (laughs) yes at Batleth Babe is my is my Twitter. Um. Fans give back at fans give back is uh one of my passion projects where I collect unwanted uh, geeky memorabilia and send it to uh nerds and trekkies in need. Uh, and then, uh, eventually my podcast will come out. It's at Boldly Better. And, uh, my, my new favorite endeavor is at Rocknalia, which is R-O-C-K-N-A-L-I-A. That is my little, uh, time crystal shop. It's, uh, gem and minerals. Uh, they're pretty rocks because I collect them and I thought, why not share them with the world? Uh, so that's all the many places. Yes. So if you cannot find her, then you're not trying hard enough. So please yeah. go go find her. You 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 post good stuff. Um, well, thank you. Like, don't try. Don't, like don't try too hard and be creepy because I do know how to defend myself with the sword. You're welcome. Yes, that is true. Yeah. No, nobody be creepy. There, there's never a good reason to ever be creepy. So don't don't yeah. do that. That's a general life lesson. <laughs> Um, no, so yeah, no, thank you for joining us. And like I said, you, uh, please come back anytime. You are more than, than welcome. Yep. Absolutely. Awesome. I, yeah. I will. I would love it. I love you guys. I should start listening to your podcast. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks. Um, I think that's it. You guys got any parting thoughts or are you guys good? No. Nope. All I can say is you mentioned twice that you're making a podcast up and running. If you want guests, I think any of us would love to do it. Oh, I would love that. Yes. I, I, as soon as I get moved and settled back in and I need to kind of change because my idea has, um, just it's changed over time. So I'm still working out the details, but there will be plenty of space for guests and I would love to have all you guys on, whether together or separate, whatever you are all welcome. Oh yeah. You just let us know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any way we can support you. We're more more than happy to. Very cool. And vice versa. Awesome. Thank you. Um, yeah. So that's, uh, let's Dave do our thing and then we'll get out of here. All right. Well, yeah. Check us out at nerdtrekpodcast.com. We got links to all of our social medias on there and you can send us an email, send us a chat message, anything you feel like. We're also going to have a meet the nerd section soon. That's going to let you get to know Phil and Jeff and myself a little bit better. Uh, also, wherever you found this, it's a place where pods are casted. You should leave a five-star rating and review because we, we need it. We need it. <laughs> in these times, especially in these it. times, we need it. Let's be we honest. Need it. I know. Uh, awesome. Well, thank you. Um, that's it for us. Thank you for joining us, and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye, everybody. hey 